so Stan, who are you? I, 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 I don't even really know you. Who I, are you? I don't know me either. I don't <laughs> even know what I want to be when I grow up. Yet. <laughs> How do you stay in one place for 28 years and just keep going? What does it take to do that? We talk about that, though. I can't give away my secrets. You're listening to the Stan Rada Podcast, featuring the man with the best beard in ministry. And now, here he is, your host, Stan Rada. Hey, what's going on, Rada Podcast Nation? Welcome back to the Stan Rada Podcast. I am your host, Stan Rada, and here on the show, we are a resource for today's ministry leaders, and today we've got a great resource for you because I am talking with Jeanette Yates, who is a communications director at a church in Jacksonville, Florida, and Easter is quickly approaching, for those of you who have not been looking at your calendars recently, uh, it is coming up very soon. And uh, so what we are talking about on the podcast today is simply looking ahead to Easter and how do you communicate it effectively, Uh, streamlining, uh, all kinds of stuff, tools for effective communication of Easter. And so if you're kind of wondering, man, how do we get the word out? What do we need to do? What's some of the stuff available? Uh, You are not going to want to miss this conversation with Jeanette Yates. Now, Jeanette's been on the show before. Uh, She was on the show, I guess, back around episode 43 when we talked about storytelling and the generation gap. Uh, That was a great episode in terms of just some practical stuff going on there. Uh, So if you want to hear that episode, you are more than welcome to go back and check out episode 43. Uh, But that's what we've got for you guys today uh, here with Jeanette Yates. And so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to get out of the way uh, and we are going to jump right into that conversation with Jeanette. All right, with me now again on the podcast is Jeanette Yates. Jeanette, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty hey, good. Well, little under little under the weather, I, but I'm hanging in there. I'm I heard, in there. Yeah, I know you told me you were under the weather, and I can't figure out how you can be under the weather in Florida. I didn't know that was yes. a thing. Yes, and I probably we actually Floridians probably need a new term to use actually for when we're not feeling well i was gonna say yeah it's not fair to say under the weather in florida that's not really fair to the rest of the country right yeah that's probably true that's true so yeah i was supposed to ask you what the weather is like around easter in florida yeah, so I uh, I saw that on the Twitter sphere earlier today, and I had to go look at you know what it's normally like because I can't I couldn't remember. So when Easter falls in March, it's around the average temperature in Jacksonville is around seventy degrees. Wow! And if it falls in April, so we're kind of on the cusp there this year. Yeah, April. But one, we, yeah. we we sometimes hit eighty degrees. See, I knew it. Eighty and sunny. That's what I tweeted. I I had a yeah. feeling. Eighty and sunny. That was the answer. Now, now that said, it can also be rainy. Well, that's true. It does rain. Yeah, what? So. It rains once a day in Florida for like ten minutes. Isn't that exactly kind of just the yep. storm rolls through, it rains a bit, and then it's done. That's kind of how yeah, that works. That's, yeah, that's how summertime is. That's so crazy. Just be prepared for the afternoon thunderstorm. That's right. Interesting. Ministry <laughs> and weather in Florida. What an interesting deal. That's crazy. All right. Well, so you haven't been feeling great, so I'm sorry to hear that. But uh, you've you've agreed to come on the show, and we're gonna we have some some great stuff to talk about in regards of uh, of Easter upcoming and communicating Easter stuff. Uh, before we jump into it, though, why don't you just remind everybody um, uh, who you are, kind of what you do, and uh, what you're all about down there in uh, in Jacksonville. <laughs> 
So I'm Jeanette, as uh, Stan has said, and I work for a local United Methodist church in Jacksonville, Florida, home of the Jaguars. Uh, (laughs) I was really pulling for them. Man, I was pulling for them. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, we're very proud of them. We're proud of our team. Go Jags. But um, anyway, I, uh, my church is around, you know, on a Sunday, we have two different services, maybe 500 people. Um, there's several other um, people that come in and out for small group or youth group or something like that. Um, we have a reputation. We have the best pumpkin patch in town. Nice. Uh, so that's our big nice. thing in the fall. Yeah. Cool. And then we uh, we have a lot of fun stuff going on in the spring as well. So uh, anyway, I'm a, I basically am in charge of all the communications there. So I do print uh graphic design website social media all all the things all, all the, the things. things yes yep. you're in charge of all the things i like it mm-hmm. so yeah so your your big thing really is the communication of of kind of sending out information you and i talked previously uh about storytelling uh the generation gap how storytelling kind of uh, brings different generations together because everybody loves a story, especially in the church, a story of how, mm-hmm. how God is working. And so we've spent time talking about that. Today, in terms of the communication stuff, we're talking, we're prepping for Easter. Did you know that Easter is less than two months aw- two months away? It's amazing. Did you know it that? It really is. It's coming up fast. Crazy. And, <laughs> yeah. and, it's, and it's on April 1st, which is a really interesting thing. So now we have yes. April Fool's Day mixed in with Easter. And, well, and Ash Wednesday, if, if your church celebrates that, is on Valentine's Day. So it's like a double yes. duper. Yeah, somebody told me uh, – actually, yeah, somebody told me. A friend of mine told me Ash Wednesday was uh, was on Valentine's Day this year. So, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like all kinds of crazy things uh, land in there. Um, yep. And I just want, before we go any further, to recommend to churches to stay away from that verse – I think it's in I think it's in Proverbs it says the fool said in their heart there is no God. Just stay away from that. Don't yes. put it on Facebook. Don't put it in your program or your bulletin. Like just stay away from that. I can't think of any good time to use that verse publicly no. in your communication anyway. But this seems like the perfect storm when it's gonna happen. Some church is gonna do yes. this and we're all gonna be embarrassed. So right. if you're listening to this, stay away from that verse. Don't use it. Uh, all right. So, hey, let's just talk about uh, communicating Easter stuff as it is upcoming very quickly. Um, before we get into the specific tools, because I know we can talk tools uh, and, and you have a bunch uh, you can uh, you can share about. Let's talk about kind of getting everybody on the same page, because one of the things I get concerned about um, when it comes to communicating, especially something big, a big Sunday like Easter, is that my children's person has her thing going, uh, my student guy has his thing going, uh, we had this event thing over here, and then we got this message we're trying to get out there, and then everybody leaves and we announce 74 things that they can't remember, and then like it all just kind of is this shotgun blast of information, and we just like we just blast people with stuff and nobody really knows what in the world's going on. So I wanted to, before we get to the tools, let's just talk about kind of streamlining the message a little bit so we can have a really clear and concise uh, message going into Easter. So let's talk about that for a little bit. Yeah. So it is important, especially with all the stuff going on around Easter, you've got all that stuff beforehand, you know, maybe an egg hunt or dinner on the grounds or one of those kind of things. And people are busy. We've got spring breaks happening. So we really want to make the experience on Easter Sunday, not 
a hassle, not oh, confusing, sure, yeah. as you said. Yep. And so when I was thinking about what, how you go about this, how as churches, as staff members or volunteer teams, how we go about preparing to communicate, we want to think about, uh, I came up with three things. So the first thing is to really think about who our audience is at Easter, because it's a bit different hmm. right. at Easter than it is at other times of the year. Yes. So that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. We have people who are either maybe they're sort of connected to our church, like technically they're members or attendees, but they don't really come often. Um, right. Of course, we have our we have our regulars there. Sure. We have our, yeah. <laughs> yep. And then we have these people who are attendees, but, you know, they're they're not regular attendees. And then we have people just coming because it's Easter and that's what you do on Easter. You go to church. Right. And so. Yeah. We have to make sure that we're not using language or um, or something that that might be confusing to the audience that's not super connected to the church. Yeah. And then the second thing um, that I think we should really focus on is, you know, the obviously the sermon is what, what? going to be oh. really going to be really important. <laughs> And typically the sermon on Easter is about the resurrection. Typically, yes. right? Typically. Yep. It's a yep. good day to talk about it. <laughs> but the, <laughs> I think. But I think, you know, for people who have been in the church a long time, you know, we have all, you know, come to that place. Maybe we've studied the Gospels and we've d- dove into the resurrection quite a bit. And so it's familiar to us. But for somebody who's, maybe not as connected, it can be a really complex thing to understand. Yeah. Why would, why would God do this? Why would God send his son and, and call him to die on the cross? Why does Jesus have to die on the cross? Why, you know, there's all these things. Do we try to answer all those questions in one sermon or do we pick something? Sure. (laughs) And so I think, I think the answer is we try to focus on one aspect of the resurrection for the message. What do you think? I, I totally agree with you. It, it can become a, I mean, you can always do something like a quick, you know, Bible overview or something and maybe start at the very beginning and, you know, do a quick overview of why the cross and why the need for a savior and why the need for the resurrection. If you're going to do something like that, it's got to be, you know, it's going to have to be a roughly, a roughly and this is not going to sound quite right, but a roughly shallow sermon, and and not Mm -hmm. in terms of the content depth. The content depth is great, but it's going to be roughly shallow because you only have so much time to get in the entire history of the sin of mankind, right? You've got a a little bit of time. And so, yeah, so for instance, we've done, uh, we try to focus in on a specific piece of the resurrection. One of my favorite messages we do um, is the the two disciples on the road to Emmaus, um, mm. and they're, they're walking away from Jerusalem. Jerusalem is where all of, you know, where Jesus did a lot of ministry. There's, a, you know, it's where he died. It's, there's all this big stuff that happened in Jerusalem, and then after Jesus is in the tomb, when he is now dead, you have disciples walking away from him. And so now you have the topic of kind of this sense of hopelessness and, and lostness and despair, and now you can take the resurrection and speak to hope in Jesus as soon as these guys realize right. he's alive. So you can, you can focus in as opposed to, you know, again, as opposed to kind of the shotgun blast idea of, well, we're just going to hit everybody with the big sermon, you know, and right. you can 
could you could real so I agree with you. I think a lot of that can really be tailored in and be uh, much more powerful in terms of how it connects with people. Well, and I don't and I don't want to get too much into this because I do not have. Uh, much to do with like the worship part of the church, you know, the music and stuff. But I Mm. do know that our pastor and worship team leader, you know, they, they communicate like what songs would help support the sermon. So that may Mm. be a way to get in some of that narrative without having it be part of the sermon. I don't know, but like, I would, I would think that maybe some of the music can speak to some of those broader themes of scripture. Yes. Totally agree. Yeah, it's it sets the stage. It sets the the stage for what you're about to about to say. Yeah, I absolutely. Agree. So you've streamlined now a little bit of your of your worship and your your message stuff. We talked a little bit about the sermon there, just trying to get a, a, a almost a more powerful hit by streamlining it and and really mm-hmm. focusing it in on a big idea as opposed to the this whole big thing. So what other things do we need to be Uh, keeping in mind to kind of try to streamline Easter a little bit. Yeah. So we're thinking about this audience, right. That we have these people that are coming to our church. And as we said, some of them do not have, um, you know, for some people coming to church on Easter Sunday, it's home for them. They come Mm -hmm. every week. They know where everything is. It's home. They feel comfortable for many of our people on uh, Easter Sunday. It's not going to be that way. They're not going to be familiar where, where everything is. They're not going to be familiar with how things work in the service. So making sure that we have a plan for hospitality and welcoming, um, some people might call it first impressions. Mm-hmm. That is going to be, yeah, all of those things. That yep. is going to be crucial. Yes. Um, obviously, that's important every Sunday because we always, ha- you know, we're always ready to welcome people every Sunday, but especially on, on the, on Sundays like Easter, where we know for a fact, there's going to be people that are new. We want to make sure that we have, uh, whatever team we normally have that we add a few people to that roster. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, perhaps do a little refresher course on a little, little refresher, uh, time on how to make sure people feel welcomed and connected from the, from the parking lot all the way into their seats and even during the service. Um, And then as part of that, and I think this is key, uh, we also want to make sure that, you know, because we've decided how how we're going to streamline that message. We want to make sure when they hear that message, if they want to hear more about Jesus, that we, we want to make sure that we have a call a clear call to action that helps them get to a place where they can get more connected. Yes. So I think, yeah, so I think that's probably, you know. So, so what are some of those calls to action that could potentially be, because here, here, here's where it would actually get lost for a lot of people, where that's going to get lost for a lot of guys, pastors and whoever, is that there's a million things to announce. You probably have, you know, five events coming up in the next two months, especially if you're at a larger church, you've got, you know, a hundred programs, you've got all this stuff that's going on around you. And now you have this captive audience at Easter. You have all these extra people. You have outsiders. You have insiders. You have all these people. You have this captive audience for uh, 60 or 70 or 90 minutes or whatever on your, (laughs) however long your service is uh, for that Sunday morning. And now you come to the call of action and you've got the temptation of trying to 
uh, of trying to say everything. Hey, here's all the stuff we have for you, but we've just spent all this time with worship, with students, with children, with pre-events. If you had like an egg hunt or whatever, you're trying to streamline Mm -hmm. all of that coming up into this moment. And now everybody's been with you. They went to your event. They were at your church service. And here you are in the last like three minutes, which are a crucial, crucial three minutes. And mm-hmm. you've got this call to action. So what what are we saying to people here? Okay, so there's a few different ways this can work. And we've done, we've done a few different things. So, you know, we still do a paper bulletin. Mm-hmm. So on Easter Sunday, they will have a paper bulletin. And in there, we kind of outline ways they can get connected. You know, maybe three ways they can get connected. Okay, so we might have join us on Sundays. We do this on Wednesdays and you can also find out more online. Okay. So mm-hmm. there's three ways. Um, some uh, other times we have highlighted one event. So like at Christmas, we knew there was this one event. And so the only thing that we pointed people to was to that one event that was coming up. We had planned an event for two weeks after Christmas and we pointed there. Um, another thing that works depending on your context if you're if your easter sermon if you've decided that it's going to be a launching point um because sometimes people like they're ending their sermon series on easter but maybe that your sermon series is starting on easter right and you can then your call to action is come back next week i mean that's yes yes you know so it doesn't have to be like oh we're having this big fun party and you can come and meet a bunch of people you don't know. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> um, <laughs> and every introvert said yes. Right. Yeah, I'm in, yeah, you know? right. <laughs> so that's just a real easy call to action. And then so, um, maybe it's as easy as there's lots of ways to get connected here at Southside. We have groups meeting throughout the week. We have several different ways, you know, that you can get connected. If you'd like to find out more, text Easter to your number or whatever, right. or fill out the connect card and leave, put it, leave it in your seat when you leave today. Hmm. Or, you know what idea. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So then, you know, you're not saying there's all these ways to get connected. Let me tell you about them all. Right. You're not, you're not asking them to do anything other than fill out the connect card or even easier, just text the number and they get a little thing back on their phone. You know, we can talk about more about that later, but yes. you know, it's a, then it's even less pressure. We also do something on Easter Sundays where we, after the, we have, we have three services. So in between the sunrise and the early nine, eight, you know, the early, like quote, regular service, we have donuts in the garden. So our call to action at seven might be, you know, fill out the connect card, but then join us for coffee and donuts. Hmm. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't have to be a big, we're going to plan a big event. It can be come to church next Sunday, come have some coffee and donuts, you know, get connected by filling out this card or an event. There's nothing wrong with an event, but if you don't want to just plan some event haphazardly, if you have something that you really want to drive people to, um, usually uh, another thing to do is like we have a new members class or a get to know us kind of class. So we would want to make sure that that started on the week after Easter. Yes. Yep you know, that kind of thing. So I think the call to action, 
needs to be clear. I don't think it needs to be complicated. Absolutely. Yep. So what what we will do probably a new life, most likely what we've been doing recently is after Easter, the week after Easter, we've been going out and getting um, a guest speaker, either somebody that's kind of mm. got a, a roughly well-known name or at least a great story. Uh, and then we bring them in and we've used that as our call to action. Hey, if you want to hear this uh, while well, we're in DC, and so it's kind of that heavily uh, mm-hmm. government military kind of area. So we'll, we brought in a guy uh, from the military last year and he's going to tell his story and um, you know, come back and hear that. So a lot of people get excited about that. We had a former mob boss a couple years ago uh, he came. Wow. Yeah, it was it was interesting, and it was funny because he was allotted like forty minutes, and he went seventy one of the services, and uh, I don't think anybody had the guts to get up and tell him, "Hey, dude, uh, you need you need to be quiet." Like your former mom yeah. boss. So we all just sat and uh, dealt with the seventy minute sermon. Uh, it was actually really good, uh, but we had that as a callback, like, "Hey, come and hear what this guy's got uh, has to say. Come and hear his story." So for us, it's going to be this kind of a guest speaker thing. Um, there is an event coming up after Easter for us that mm-hmm. we will use to invite people back to as well. And then in terms of your new member class stuff, I think that's a great, it's a great option. We have something we call take five. And a lot of times our call to action for people, especially new people is really just, Hey, if you want to kind of get to know new life, just a, at a, at kind of a high level, who we are, who we believe God's called us to be, why we meet in an elementary school. If you want to know just kind of the basics of us, come to this Take 5. It's five minutes of your time before you leave, uh, and we'll just kind of give you the quick overview of who we are. And then, of course, in that time, now they're a captive audience, and we can direct them in our Next Steps area. We can direct them to groups, or if they say, well, I'm interested in serving, now I can connect them to serving because my assistant's there. We have life group leaders there. So now I can connect them to other things, but the call to action is simple. Hey, come and spend five minutes with us before you leave to kind of get a picture of who we are. So it's that kind of thing where it leads you to really great opportunities, but it can be very simple and clear. Right. And one more thing about the call to action too, whatever your staff decides is the call to action. Make sure, you know, the communications team will obviously need to make sure that is, is the only thing being communicated, like this one call to action. Right. But then even from the greeter team and, you know, all of them yeah. need to know what our focus is. Yep. All Even, you know, even your church members make sure, you know, you can tell them ahead of time, like, hey, we're really going to be trying to invite our guests on Easter Sunday back to this event or back to hear the new sermon series or back right. to the class, you know, whatever, make sure that as many so people as possible details. know what the call act call to action is. So yeah. there's not somebody inviting somebody to, that's you know, the other giving thing, them too many options. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Cause then I, and, and they can all direct them to, for us, it's like the take five thing. Hey, if you're greeting today and you meet somebody who says, I, I'm here for the very first time. I mean, immediately that's an opportunity to say, Oh man, you got to go to, you have to go to take five today at the end of the service. You know, our campus pastor is going to be back there. He's going to spend a few minutes talking about new life. You, you got to be there. I'll, I'll come back with you. I, I'd love to meet you there. Something like that, you know, right. gives you that. It's just a clear, consistent message that they're hearing from every point. And so, yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. So, all right. So we've talked through some of the streamline. Did you want to add any more to the streamlining? 
No, that's good. Okay, that's all good. right. I so want to talk about some tools. Let's talk about the tools because that's the fun stuff, all right? So we, we're, we've, we're streamlining this message. We're getting our greeters involved and our worship involved and our sermon. We got all this stuff going. It's all streamlined. And now we're getting to, okay, now how are we going to tell people? We're talking about the tools of communicating. So I know you've got a bunch. You're a communications person. Um, just just share with us your favorite like three to five or whatever it is um, tools for communicating out Easter this year. Okay, so... I, the first thing I'm going to talk about is Facebook. I'm going to talk about a couple of different things with Facebook. Um, and we're, I'm, Facebook ads are great just to promote your service, but I'm not going to dive into ads today so much because I want to talk about, you know, what if your budget is zero? Right. <laughs> like here yeah. are things that you can do even if your budget is zero. Cool. Um, that's great. Because that, that's a reality. I yep. mean, let's face it. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> and so at our church, we do we have a Lenten series. So we kind of go through the six weeks prior to Easter at our church um, doing like a Lent, Lent sermon series and have s- certain things focused on that. So one of the things I think is helpful in preparing people for Easter or getting the word out about Easter is using Facebook and Facebook Live specifically to talk mm. about Easter for six weeks, yeah. but just in a different way. And so I've done, I love Facebook live. I think it's great. Um, you don't have to be perfect at it to do it. As a matter of fact, the more, you know, real you are, the better uh, it gets, but there's a lot of different ways to, to use Facebook live to talk about what's going on and what God is doing in and around your church during this time of year that points towards your theme of Easter and you can start laying your groundwork for whatever that Easter theme you've decided is going to be. Right. So there's, there's a couple different ideas. Um, I've used all of these at some point, but um, you can do a daily or week, you know, daily scripture reading. If you're breaking into it and you're like, I can't do Facebook live every day, just do it once a week. It's fine. You don't have to do it every day. Um, but you could do a scripture reading, you could do um, a prayer time. And sometimes that's mm. as simple as just um, going on Facebook Live. And this sounds strange, but people really like hearing prayer, even if you feel silly because your eyes are closed and the video is recording. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you can pray for people or um, offer a prayer. Sometimes I've even read, it wasn't my own prayer, but I read a prayer. Uh, so there's oh. that. Yeah. Um, and there, yeah, it's, you know, there's, I know there's a prayer, um, that we do at new year every year. That's really, uh, important to our church. And, uh, it's like a recommitment of your life kind of prayer. And so we, we've done that before. Um, I have also interviewed my pastor about themes. So that's another possibility. And then, you know, it doesn't always have to be, you know, um, but like that, with, <laughs> sometimes with, you could do <laughs> with Facebook you live. Could, I've got a question though. With Facebook live, yeah. you have the option obviously to now engage your audience. So people can, when you're on a Facebook live, they can jump on, they can ask questions, they can engage. Yes. Are you talking about using Facebook live to actually engage your audience in that way? So instead of like a, a 30 second or one minute announcement video using live, maybe more to share the announcement and then actually having a conversation or are you just using Facebook live? Here's some information, put it out there and then drop the, the well, it depends. I mean, you can do both. 
Okay. okay. So, you know, when I, I think a couple years ago for Lent or, um, I did, I read a scripture. Um, I can't remember if I did it once a week or multiple times a week, but I said ahead of time, I'm going to be reading the scripture of the week, but, and I knew that not everybody would be on there at 9am or whatever I was doing. it. Yeah, but sure. I did it that then. And then it was just there for people to watch whenever. And I would share it throughout the week again to get the, you know, so to get back up. Um, but then when you're doing a prayer time or if you're having a conversation, like maybe you want to talk about a, spe- a specific part of the Easter story, let's say, then maybe you do do a longer session and engage and encourage people to ask questions or encourage people to engage. Um, if you're brand new at it, you may feel uncomfortable doing that. So it's fine to just go and like read your scripture or give them the Easter thought of the day or whatever. Mm, Yeah. And you know, it gets a little bit more intimidating to do that kind of longer, but once you get used to it, that's a great thing to do is to really engage. People love that. Yeah. Um, Yep. But the, the last idea I came up with was just, um, just to do some sort of fun, you know, Easter quiz or, you know, some kind of fun, Thing on Facebook Live, oh, yeah. and yeah. yeah, you know, you can just do something kind of fun like that. So, and of course, around when if you're actually if you do an egg hunt at your church to like go live during the egg hunt and show everything, yeah, you know, like this oh, is yeah. what's going on, that kind of stuff. So Absolutely. that all kind of leads up. Um, and then the other thing I was thinking about um, Facebook groups um, right. are. They've, you know, Facebook groups have been around a while, but the churches are really starting to look into using Facebook groups more and more. Um, And I think they're an excellent way to really connect with people. So if your church is one that practices some sort of Lenten discipline, having a group would allow you to have more conversation around maybe the Lenten prayer series or if you're doing a specific study or if people are practicing a certain fast during that time. Um, to so, give more encouragement and daily feedback to them. So a little more focused than just putting all of that on your Facebook, uh, your your page, your public page. Right. You know, and so right. you may share a gen- general thing about, you know, here's our prayer devotion for today. But if, if you had a group and people were trying to practice a certain discipline during the Lenten season and maybe they're struggling or maybe they're having a hard time staying focused, you know, they're not going to post that maybe on the public page, right. but in a private group, they private might feel group. more comfortable saying, you know, I am trying to do this during Lent and, you know, could somebody pray for me today? Because, you know, I yeah. really want to, <laughs> Yep. I don't want to do it or whatever. Yep. Um, Absolutely. And so that's groups are a little bit, little bit better for that. So yeah, it allows you to take two... the conversation to a whole new a whole new area, right. which is fantastic right. if you're trying to connect with people that way or you have already have a really strong audience on Facebook. Like it's a great great tool to be able to to take that conversation to a different level. Well, and I think if especially if your church hasn't started doing groups yet, uh creating a, you know, a group for like Lenten, you know, the Lenten season or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, having a specific time limit on it so it's you know, this group's going to be active for like six weeks leading up to Easter. We're going to be talking about this, go join the group and then it's done. Yeah. Get get daily, get resources on how to, you know, help you prepare for Easter, read articles, you know, that kind of stuff, Mm. you know, we'll be doing prayer. So it would be a way to kind of 
branch into that, but then you're not committing yourself to it. Like if it's just, if it falls flat or if it doesn't work or you don't have right. the time to do it right now, it's over yep. at the end of Lent. So yeah, you, you put that, to... you put that on your public page and it falls flat. Now all of a sudden you, you have a whole new look to everybody around you doing it in a group is a safe way to kind of test right. it out and see what, right. yeah, see how it works. Yeah. That's great. It's a great idea. Yeah. And you can, yeah. And the group, you know, you can attach the group to your page. So people going to your page can find the group, right. but it can be the separate private or even closed group. So sure. people can feel absolutely. free to share in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. That's a great idea. So Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. I can't say enough about. <laughs> well, that I mean, there's as... like what seven billion people on Facebook now. So I <laughs> right. Mean, churches... I think there's more people on Facebook than are on the planet Earth. <laughs> I think so, so, man. It's crazy. So I mean, churches <laughs> should be on Facebook and using all the tools they offer, yeah. uh, no doubt. So yeah. All right. So what else? Uh, other Facebook things or uh, other tools you're using? Well, like I said, there's also the idea of of using Facebook ads, and that's a very um, easy way to just, you know, be sure to create an event for your Easter services, certainly. Uh, And a Facebook event, have it linked to your website, perhaps even a landing page. Yes. You know, there's that kind of stuff. I don't, like I said, I don't want to go too much into the, (laughs) the minutia of Facebook ads, because that's a whole, you could have a whole separate podcast on that. That's a whole topic. Um, Yeah. Right. But, you know, it is fairly easy to just get started in Facebook ads. So if you wanted to just start small uh, with creating an ad or two for your Easter services, that's a good idea. Certainly. Yeah. Even a $25 ad or $50 Mm -hmm. ad is going to have a huge reach in your in your community. I mean, even a small amount is really going to have a big impact. Right. So I have two other things I wanted to talk about real quickly because it's kind of similar to what we've already discussed. It's the idea of using Instagram and Instagram stories. Mm, Um, If your church is already on Instagram, if you're not, don't worry about it. You're now's not the time. Like, don't worry. Don't worry about it. Um, Focus on Facebook. But if you're if you have an Instagram account, um, I highly recommend some behind the scenes getting ready for Easter kind of stuff. Yes. Yes. This um, is great. Yeah. So, I mean, please go on those, even if you're doing, you could do in the posts themselves and also stories, you can do kind of similar things in both areas, I think. Um, but you know, stories are great for like, Oh, we're getting ready the you know, for Palm Sunday, look at all these, you know, the kids getting ready with their palms to walk down the aisle, you know, like, just yep. fun stuff like that. You can, you know, maybe give them a sneak peek at yeah. where the eggs are hit. Some of the eggs are hidden. Well, know, see, now it's April, stuff like that. it's April 1st. And what I heard was what you're supposed to do is tell people to find the eggs you didn't hide. So you can actually mix in right. April Fool's. See, you know, right. I'm full of, I'm yeah. full of good ideas. Or hide the egg and there's nothing in the eggs. I've heard oh, that too. Sit, there you go. Oh, but now, now you wrong. get to make it a churchy joke and tie it into the resurrection because the tomb was yes. empty. See, now you can now, exactly. see dual purpose here. Yeah, dual I, purpose. I don't know how many outsiders, people outside of New Life, follow us on our Instagram right. page. But what I was using it for was I one time did a Instagram live where I kind of walked people through and said, hey, I think it was a couple uh, last Christmas maybe. When you come at Christmas, new lifers, here's what to expect. You're going to come in this way, and then we're doing this, and then we move this thing around. Then to try to let them kind of know what what to expect when they get there so they were aware. And then I recently did Instagram stories where I just was taking small 
uh, shots of video showing our teams getting ready. So our setup team, right. our kids zone team, our hospitality and frontline teams, and just kind of did that through the morning. And then I did some shots of um, the service itself. So when you watch the story that day, you could kind of see the progression of the entire thing coming together. And then I said, Hey, if you're interested in knowing more about any of these ministry areas, or if one of them looks like fun and you want to, you know, interested in getting involved in serving in that area, let us know. Find us at Take Five, and we'll help you uh, connect into that ministry thing. So even using it just to give, like you said, that behind the scenes uh, look at what's going on is a great way to uh, kind of pump that out there. Yeah, I love I love doing Instagram stories. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun. I don't get to do much of it during the week, uh, but on Sundays we really we really have fun with Push them for that sure. On Sunday, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. very good. All right, so and, also using the uh, don't necessarily test that right before Easter, like you said, but right. I you know like some people time. feel like you know that they they have to be on all the platforms, and really, you know you need to decide what's good for your church. And I think yeah. if, you know, if you're not on a certain platform now, like don't, you know, focus and you need to be on Facebook and focus on that. And when yeah. you feel like you've got that, then move to the others. And so I just yep. don't ever want people to feel like, Oh, now I got to go to figure out Instagram stories. Uh, yeah. Or, or <laughs> if you they have do somebody make it easy because Facebook has stories that link to yeah. your Instagram stories. There you go. So that's there helpful, but yep. again, that's a whole rabbit trail. No, oh, I said rabbit trail. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> but um, oh, man, we're yeah, just full sorry. of good cliches and <laughs> and puns and jokes, man. This is going to be great. <laughs> so right. there's one last tool I wanted to share, and yes. we use a texting platform at our church. We use the texting platform Text and Church, but there's yep. others, and it is great for that first time guest follow up. Um process. And one of the things that's really great about it is they have templates that have an automated workflow. So if somebody texts the keyword, uh, then they fill out the digital connect card. Then there's already 16 touch points ready to go for them. Yep. So, um, so and, and that some of that does involve, it's not all automatic in the sense that they don't ever hear from a human. But it's sure. automatic in that it's set up to notify the person that's supposed to make the phone call, notify the person that's supposed to make a visit. So it's it's certainly, you know, there's that. And then, I, like I said, I'm sure there's other platforms that have something similar. Um, but we really love uh, that platform. It's really easy uh, to get set up with them. And it, it's hel- it helps to kind of automate that. Yeah. First time guest follow up, especially when you're trying to use it for big days. Yeah. <laughs> and ab- then you have to remember to collect those connect cards and you have to remember to, okay, somebody's got to follow the, up with them immediately, but it's the day after Easter. So people are kind of still out and about. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's, it's yeah, a little absolutely. bit easier to make that contact. So I really, I highly recommend something like that. Um, yeah, I would encourage then, people to look into that also. We, we utilize text in church the same way. We've used it for, you know, uh, baptism Sundays and trying to encourage right. people to get information on baptism or baptism class. We've used it for first first time uh, guest or newcomer follow-up. I mean, yeah, right. all, that tool is a fantastic tool. I'm going to link to that one in the show notes for sure because that's, yes. a, that's a great tool to start and so much is automated, saves and you time. Like, and unlike what we just said about starting something new with a 
starting a new social platform <laughs> right um, yeah. before Easter. Yeah. This is something that really you could do, you could get started like yes. this week. Yep. Um, and it would be, and it might even make sense, you know, if you're coming in a few weeks before Easter, you know, to go ahead and like have it set up for a couple of weeks so that you can make sure that you've got it the way you want it. But you know, we started using text in church for that reason, for the first time guest follow-up. And then we ended up using it for other purposes for our youth group and all that kind of stuff. But one of the ways I love to use it, and this was, this goes back to my whole multi-generational thing for Advent. We did a Advent devotional series via email because text in church isn't just texting. It's also email. Mm-hmm. So we had people sign up, um, for Advent devotionals using the text and church platform. And then I schedule, I was able to schedule out daily posts for Advent. We got such a positive response from all the different demographics of our church, pretty much the youth and children that wrote, um, they enjoyed hearing from their friends and their friends, parents, you know, parents, Oh, I read the devotion you wrote or, you know, hearing, having a church member walk up and thank them. And then, some of the members of the older generation really loved reading the posts from the younger groups of people. So it was just a really, it just really blessed our church. And of course I was over the moon about it because it did something that I'm passionate about, which is bringing the different demographics of our church together. So we're going to be doing, um, we're going to be doing one for Lent. Now, as you're aware, Lent's a little bit longer than Advent. Mm -hmm. So um, we're not going to be doing daily, but we are going to do three times a week and it'll be tied in with the sermon series. So, you know, that's one of the other ways that you can kind of, you know, again, that this isn't a quote promo for Easter, but it, it kind of keeps people focused. It's almost like a, a discipleship tool for your current members and maybe somebody who's peripherally connected and maybe just follows you on Facebook, they might go, Oh yeah, I'll do, you know, cause a lot of people, they like do the fasting and stuff for Lent, even if they're not super connected. I don't, I don't know why hmm. that sometimes is the case, but sometimes people just know that like, that's the time of year. That's the time that's, you're supposed to give yeah. up something. Um, hmm. You know, and so they might be interested in like, oh, well, if I could get a text or an email that would remind me or encourage me, that might be helpful. So who knows? It might reach somebody that you're not particularly connected with. But really, that's that's a a devotional tool or a discipleship tool that you can use for your current members. I like it. I like it. I like it. That's fantastic. Text in church is great. You can, I mean, you can just do so much with that. And uh, I, I love what you're talking about with the devos and um, yeah, people will connect with it. it that, that's interesting. Could be used as a great evangelism and outreach kind of tool um, at the exact same time. That, that's great. Right. So um, why don't you go ahead then? I, I know you mentioned something about um, church marketing university and Ryan Wakefield and, and you kind of wanted to, uh, uh, really kind of tie the bow up on this thing, especially as we approach, uh, as we approach Easter, as we approach, uh, the big game, uh, yeah. yada, yada stuff. Uh, why don't you kind of tell me or share with our audience here, uh, the, the church marketing university stuff that you shared with me. So, uh, Ryan Wakefield is a church marketing, uh, expert guru, whatever. And he has a online platform called Church Marketing University. And I recently uh, took a course that was offered via that platform called Rethinking Easter. And 
one of the things, and this is, it really struck me because as church communicators, we often are so focused on the event, whatever it is, Easter, Mm -hmm. Christmas, you know, this big event. And we're focused on how many, you know, are, is our marketing going to get people here? And when it gets people here, you know, are we going to do a good enough job to get them here? And if we get them here, we're going to do enough job to get their information so that we can, you know, connect with them. And we focus on the numbers, you know, which is important. Numbers are important because people are important. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes we, uh, you know, maybe put too much emphasis on, on that kind of thing. And so when I was listening to the uh, Ryan during his course on church marketing university, he said that he made the comment, Easter isn't the Super Bowl for churches. It's just the beginning of the playoffs. The mm. Super Bowl is when we really connect people with Jesus. Yeah. And so I was like, that's good. ouch, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. so true. And, you know, so when I, so when as church communicators, as pastors, as staff members, as volunteers, what we want to think about is we are really just using Easter as a way for people to get on the on-ramp. We just want them to start their connection process. That's a journey that leads them to Christ. So um, all of that stuff is important. Obviously we have to, we have to market our event, our service, our worship time so that we can invite people, you know, that's a way to invite people to come. And then we have to, provide a way to connect with them later. So all of that stuff, we just talked about all those tools are part of that. But ultimately our goal is that they would continue on this journey um, to knowing Christ more. So the Super Bowl is connecting people to Jesus. I I love that. And it's, it's why this whole entire conversation is so important because if, if the church is not taking the time and doing the hard work of streamlining their message, of getting unified in what they're communicating, unity in, in what they're saying to everybody, in, in that call to action, that very clear call to action, if we just shotgun blast everything all the time, our message is going to be diluted. I mean, if you think people are just sitting around with no no marketing messages incoming at them, they're just waiting right. to hear from you. You are sorely going to miss the mark because people are inundated with stuff in their face all the time. And to cut through that noise, I mean, we have to be uh, unified. It has to be clear. Like we have to do that hard work behind the scenes to make that happen. And so, uh, the Super Bowl as connecting people to Jesus as the ultimate goal is why this topic is so important because you'll miss that opportunity, uh, with people if, if we're not clear. So that's, that's great. That's great stuff. Yeah, I was, I, I, I really think, you know, again, it's not, um, it's not that we do anything differently, but our mindset is focused on that heart change mm, yeah. more than anything else. So, Yep, absolutely. So good. Well, Jeanette, thanks so much for coming back on the podcast. This has been fantastic. There's so much good stuff in this for people to take and, uh, and run with. So a couple quick things to close out. Uh, just number one, if there's anything else you haven't quite gotten to say yet that you wanted to add, or number two, uh, just how do people connect with you? How do they learn more about what you're doing? Uh, you know, get some, you know, kind of learn from you, just tell people how they can connect with you. Well, my favorite form of communication and connection with my fellow church communication people is through Twitter. And I'm at J 
N-E-T-T-E Yates at JNet Yates on Twitter. And of course, uh, I would also like for you to check out a podcast that I do with my friend, Megan Howard. (laughs) Yes, new to the scene. I love it. Yes, we are uh, on iTunes and Google Plus at um, We Are Two Church Girls in a Microphone. Nice. Uh, we are trying to keep it real in church communications. And so we really just speak to small churches that are just getting started in kind of this digital social media thing and are really maybe even overwhelmed uh, or maybe they want to do more, but they just can't from budget or denominational restraints. And so we really just kind of speak into that, that kind of awesome smaller church. So we would love for cool. you to come find us over there too. And we are, I, um, I'll link you can to also that. tweet at us at uh, two church girls on Twitter as well. Nice. I'm going to link to all that for everybody in the show (laughs) notes too, so they can go and find that stuff really easy. But yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh, What else? Anything we missed or other ways you want to connect with people? No, I'm just thrilled to be able to, to brainstorm and share ideas. I think that's one of the ways that we learn the most yeah. is by kind of talking things out. So Absolutely. I've been sitting here going, oh man, I thought I knew what I was going to talk to her about. Now I've got all these new ideas from yeah. <laughs> from talking. Right? That's awesome. Yeah, I know. I know. I think I got a couple new ideas too. That take five thing is, I wrote that down. So. I, I love our take five. I, I Not as many, I mean, we definitely get some good hits out of that, but yeah, I love take five. It's a really simple way for people to just get a quick glimpse of who you are without any... It's that same thing that that without that sense of like a commitment to or, you know, for for others. And, and this isn't a diss, but it's the idea of the membership class. Some people are just afraid. They don't want to take a membership. It's such a heavy right. step. And so the idea of, oh, man, in five minutes, I could just kind of hear what this church is about. That'd be great. You know, I'll take yeah. five minutes and listen to what this church is about. And then they can decide from there, obviously. But, yeah, I, I love Take Five. It's a great, great way to connect with people. So, Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, that's why ours is – you know, we don't say it's a new member class because it's not really, but you know, it's just that idea of like, okay, so we're a Methodist church. What does that mean? Mm, We're, you know, what are the availabilities for connecting with groups here? You know, that's another thing they do. So they talk about basic, you know, basic beliefs. And then really sorry about the fighter jet. Can you hear that? I'm really sorry. A fighter jet. Sweet. I can't hear it, but that's awesome. I don't know if it's a, it's some sort of big thing. (laughs) I don't know. That's awesome. It's nope, very loud it. here. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> That's all anyway, good. Um, but yeah, so I'm really, you know, I think giving people easy ways to connect is really, is really crucial as well. I agree. So, I agree. Well, well I'm just thank gonna, you so much for your time. Absolutely. No, thank you for your time. I'm just going to, as I tweet out this podcast episode, whenever it finally uh, lands, I'm, I'm just going to tell people that we went all out for this one and we even had a jet flyover, you know, as a yes. part of this conversation. I think that that's the best way to go about it. Yes. We're, Use we're really, favor. we're kicking it up a notch. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> awesome. All right, Jeanette, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. Yep. You too. And there you have my conversation with Jeanette Yates. My hope is that there was some really good practical stuff in there for you as a ministry leader or pastor. Uh, in terms of Easter is right around the corner. What are some of the best ways uh, to communicate Easter as effectively as possible? I think there's some great practical stuff in there. I'm grateful for Jeanette and her wisdom on on a lot of those topics and especially the social media stuff. And uh, so hopefully you found something in there that you can take even one thing or uh, two and just take and run with something. um, And maybe this is the best Easter uh, you've had yet. And uh, 
hoping and praying God blesses your ministry as a result. All right, everybody. So that was my conversation today. As always, just want to invite you to share this podcast uh, with a friend. Help us keep spreading the word uh, about the Stan Rada podcast. We have a growing community here. It's a lot of fun. I'm having a lot of fun. And uh, so just share it with a friend. And if you haven't, uh, and you do have a chance, uh, I would love it. It'd mean a lot to me. Uh, consider it my Easter gift or something. Uh, if you just head over to iTunes um, and leave a review, if you're listening on Google Play Store, uh, same thing. Uh, if you can leave reviews over there, uh, leave a review on iTunes especially. Uh, give it five stars. It just kind of helps to let people know that there's some good things going on here and uh, helps other people to find the show. Uh, so we'd love for you to leave me a review um, as well and as always look forward to touching base with all of you as we move forward here at the podcast i will see you all next week